wage price spirals are far scarier in theory than in practice. Rising salaries are a poor predictor of future inflation. In a note in March, Gaudi Barlevi and Lua Jiahu, economists with the Fed's Chicago branch, took a closer look at the role of wages in the current episode of inflation. They focused on non-housing services, a category that covers everything from car washes to medical checkups and which Mr. Powell regularly cites as a useful indicator because of its tight association with wages. Mr. Barlevi and Ms. Hu concluded that wages do help to explain this segment of inflation. Nominal wage gains have outstripped productivity growth by a sizable margin over the past year. Facing that cost squeeze, service providers would naturally want to raise prices. However, the spiral thesis claims not merely that wages matter, but that they predict future inflationary trends. On this count, the Chicago Fed economists found the relationship unidirectional, inflation helps to forecast changes in labor costs, but changes in labor costs fail to predict inflation. Service providers, in other words, raised prices before rising wage costs hit their bottom line. Mr. Barlevi and Ms. Who posit that employers may have been ahead of the curve in anticipating the effects of a tight labor market. That makes wages a lagging, not a leading, indicator for inflation. Adam Shapiro, an economist with the San Francisco Fed, has been even more critical of the wage worries. In a note in May, he isolated unexpected changes in wages to argue that rising labor costs were only a small driver of non-housing service inflation and a negligible one in broader inflation. Like his Chicago colleagues, he concluded that wage growth was following inflation. None of this means that wage price spirals are a total myth, which some overeager commentators have written. As the IMF study noted, serious spirals can occur, it is just that they are extremely unusual. Were inflation to stay very high for a long time, people might start to view fast-rising prices as a basic fact of life and incorporate that assumption into their wage demands. It is possible that this process has begun in Britain. But in America what is striking about the past two years is how relatively moderate inflation expectations have remained, despite price pressures. In a paper last month for the Brookings Institution, a think tank, Ben Bernanke, a former chairman of the Fed, and Olivier Blanchard, a former chief economist of the IMF, decomposed the drivers of pandemic-era inflation. They concluded that a triumvirate of shocks, commodity price spikes, strong demand for goods and supply shortages, accounted for most of the inflation overshoot since 2020. There was scant evidence that inflation itself had triggered higher wage demands. Wages shot up simply because demand for workers outstrips supply. Dreaming spirals. Wages and prices can be driven up by the same force, excessive spending in the economy compounded by shortages of both products and the workers to produce them. Overheated economies are worth worrying about regardless of whether prices and wages are feeding on each other. For their part, Messrs. Bernanke and Blanchard argue that as pandemic shocks fade away, overheated labor markets are likely to contribute more to inflation. To stop that, central bankers need to make sure that the demand for workers cools off. Only if inflation persists once the labor market is back in balance will fear of a self-sustaining spiral be worth losing sleep over. We're hiring, June 12, 2023. The Economist is looking for a Britain economics writer, based in London. For details and how to apply, click here. Read more from Free Exchange, our column on economics.
a flawed argument for central bank digital currencies, June 8th. What does the perfect carbon price look like? June 1st. What performance-enhancing stimulants mean for economic growth, May 25th. Also, how the free exchange column got its name. For more expert analysis of the biggest stories in economics, finance and markets, sign up to Money Talks, our weekly subscriber-only newsletter. Reuse this content. The Economist today. Handpicked stories in your inbox. A daily newsletter with the best of our journalism. More from finance and economics. South Korea has had enough of being called an emerging market. America is losing ground in Asian trade, 